0: I think we're good. Who's starting? Who, me? How fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's start in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Marcy.
1: And I'm Akko
0: and welcome to the color pages book club a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction fantasy Mm. and magical (laughs) realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds
1: Woo! yes y'all it's colorful backgrounds as per usual that's us today doing Mm -hmm. what we usually do yes
0: and Correct. For the 86th time we are doing <laughs> the thing that we said we would do. <laughs> right. On a bi-weekly basis. <laughs> right. So, Here we are. This is the same shit. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: speaking of doing what we said we we're going to do, we're actually going to follow the schedule today. <laughs> That's right. I know. The last episode was a shock and surprise. Um, but, you know. Variety being the spice of life, we're going to... Come on. R-
0: Come <laughs> on. Gotta keep you on your toes. Come right. on, listen. You know. Shit. Could, you know, we gotta add some seasoning every now
1: there and then. There we again. go. See, some spontaneity, if you will. So, mm-hmm. today, we will be reading Birdie by Tracy Lindbergh. So, mm-hmm. just to give you a little background on the author, Tracy Lindbergh is a writer scholar and lawyer, and Indigenous rights activist from Kelly Lake. Fuck it up. I know, right? Yeah, actually, let me just pause. Writer, scholar, lawyer, and activist. Like, who? Okay.
0: Ciao. Well,
1: Tracy, I mean, I know I... I remembered to, you know, eat breakfast this morning, so that's an accomplishment.
0: (laughs) I brushed my Um, teeth. um, (laughs) Right. That's about as far as I got as far as accomplishments. Truly, truly.
1: But she is from the Kelly Lake Cree Nation in British Columbia. She's Cree and a member of the Nation Rocky Mountain Cree People. She won the Governor General's Gold Medal with her dissertation on critical indigenous legal theory.
2: Yes. Right?
1: And works with elders and spiritual leaders in Indigenous communities to record and translate Indigenous law. Beautiful. Mm. She also spent 19 years teaching at Athabasca University in Alberta before moving to the University of Ottawa. She Mm -hmm. focuses on giving First Nations women voices in the American and the global narrative. And she Mm -hmm. advocates for missing Indigenous women in Canada and the United States and advocates for sexual assault victims. Her book, Mm -hmm. Birdie, she purposely disrupts the chronological order of time and challenges the linear order Mm. um, as most of the story takes place in the main character's bed in a dreamlike state while she is shifting between the past and the present. Mm. What's really cool about this is many of the reviews have said the birdie challenges Canada's dark history in regards to colonization of indigenous people and tries to contrast that to Canada being seen as sort of this kind model of Mm. progressivism that everyone should follow, which we've all kind of been fed, but isn't necessarily, I mean, nothing is that's literally, literally zero things have ever been that simple. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Just nothing. (laughs)
0: Um, <laughs> got you wow i i love that yeah. and that tracks that very much i i mean we're we're gonna talk about it but mm-hmm. certainly there is who i have. <laughs> it's, it's yes very much that that dream state we'll we'll get into, into because i mean I, we we read some like you know dreamy sort of ethereal books on the show you know what i mean shit we yep. talked about recently you know on earth briefly gorgeous you know mm-hmm. i mean i feel like Back in the day, you know, we were talking about like, you know, when the moon was ours. Mm. I feel like that book was pretty dreamy. Mapping the, Mapping interior. the interior, yeah, that was the similar. But this shit, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so Birdie, like, I'm actually just questioning my own consciousness as a person. Like, am I even Ooh. a person? Like, I'm like, I might I might be a plant. I might be <laughs> a sunflower because literally I'm just like, what is, what I, what? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, space time. We- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's so. True. Yes. It's so funny
1: how you say that. Cause there's actually a book called The Vegetarian that we, sh- we might want to read that actually um, oh. has a different kind of anyway that's not the point the point is. oh wait that
0: sounds really good because you know if you didn't know i'm actually vegan <laughs> um and i just feel like that really caters to me um would definitely be interesting it actually <laughs> so.
1: has some kind of a, a co- a conversation about that like what does you know because there's a lot of vitriol that goes towards vegetarianism and veganism mm-hmm. Especially of mm-hmm. different cultures in different places, and it looks mm-hmm. at kind of how that intersects with like gender norms and social dynamics and mm-hmm. like societal ideas of like what is and isn't. Um, and the story is also like there's even more to it than that. But I believe it's a the book is korean but it's been translated anyway okay that's...
0: i i was being facetious but yeah like we should definitely read that yeah, that actually sounds booked. like yeah. the tea <laughs> yes okay great but um,
1: speaking <laughs> of reading books from other colorful authors <laughs> i mm-hmm. have a question
0: yes uh, what is your question
1: Ooh, so it's actually a two-parter okay so here we go the first part mm-hmm. is and you know, we talk about the mission of our show a lot. In fact, mm-hmm. we make a little snippy intro about it every episode. But mm-hmm. you know, Marcy, <laughs> you and I are both Black Americans. You know, we're that mm-hmm. obviously Black American is not a monolith, so that means so many different things. But we mm-hmm. we actively choose not to just read Black authors, which we could. We really could. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we read books from other authors of color?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this question. Mm. This is funny. I feel like this has been a question we talked about like Earlier. very early. I I love that we're <laughs> bringing this up cuz I mean, certainly that was, you know, when we were talking about, like, you know, making the show, like, you know, that was certainly on the table, something to, that we were thinking about. For myself, there's a number of there's a number of reasons. I think on the first hand, I think it helps to I like not me literally forgetting how to say words like I, I, I think it's for me it's an empathy thing mm-hmm. i think for for myself, it's one of those things where I acknowledge that, like, yes, within blackness, like to your point, I mean, there's like we a whole truly. 800,000, million, billion, mm-hmm. zillion podcasts could exist and would it still not be enough? You know what I mean? Like there, there's so much nuance and complexity even within blackness to to be discussed. And I think that's certainly, I mean, that's, I mean, we definitely get into those conversations on the show as well. But I think for myself, I'm just kind of like, okay, like I'm very familiar with my experience as a black American person. Like I, you know, this is something, I mean, certainly obviously there's some things I can learn, but like, you know, I think that for being able to speak about something on the show, I'm like, oh, like, I feel like I could, you know, speak. I mean, we could speak to our own experiences very sort of confidently and assuredly because it's literally, you know, our experience. (laughs) Whereas when we, when I'm, when I'm speaking about narratives from, from other communities of color, like, you know, communities that I I don't have that lived experience, like, I I feel like there's, in that it, it allows me to both Built that empathetic muscle, really understand sort of the nuances of what's going on. Just kind of get a better, honestly, picture of just what's going on when we're yep. looking at sort of the global landscape of what's taking place. Like it's not like, only, like like there's so many different communities, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like as as someone that you know works to, to 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 kind of demonstrate allyship and, and showcase that empathy. I think it's just one of those things where I'm like I I think it it makes the most sense to really just build that understanding, build that awareness, build that empathetic muscle, and also too I think there's a power in both of us being, you know, black people speaking about other, like, like narratives of other communities of color in a way that like kind of disrupts the way that that's often done. I think that there's, there can be almost like this, like, voyeuristic almost anthropological <laughs> um mm. viewpoint or, or sort of uh, kind of lens that's given when we're speaking about i guess communities that are typically considered to be non-normative or like you know diverse quote unquote we yeah, all that shit and from uh, like for, for for me i i find that i mean not in every book that we read but in a lot of the books that we read like there's a lot of shit that i can actually relate yeah. to i'm like this looks very different from my lived experience but like the idea that's being communicated here very familiar very Mm -hmm. familiar and i feel like that there's just like a it's so funny i feel like um my my roommate and i were talking about this recently but like there's just my i i feel like there's a particular penchant and ability for for us as individuals but also just like black people as a whole to to really kind of connect and relate in in ways i think are really really beautiful special and so so that's just kind of one of those things where i don't know like i I'm like, why not just hear more narratives? Like, why not learn? Why not put <laughs> right. myself in a position where it's like, child, I don't know, I don't know any I mean shit, you y'all heard me during Master of Jen, being like, I thought Jen was uh, I thought P Jelly made this shit up. And it's like, Miss Lady, did you do any do an <laughs> iota of research? No? Okay, that's really interesting. But like, so like I and, and I think and I like having those moments. I like mm. moments of me being like I am fully learning. I am fully like I am just in an immersive state of just trying to understand like sort of this landscape of what is happening because it offers more truth mm-hmm. that that can, that can that I that can then sort of, you know, impact the ways in which I show up, right? And I right. like, kind of bring awareness to dynamics and histories and cultures that like I just don't have much of a lens on. I think too, you know, being from the US, a US citizen, there's a lot of kind of like inherent sort of western centering type of um you know uh, like like uh, like bias and sort of like centering you know western narratives that like i myself like that's something that i'm also trying to be like okay like i need to be more mindful of those dynamics too that like again like it's just it's leaning just towards like just being a better person (laughs) i'm saying all these words but honestly i i feel like when we when we sent when we are reading and centering exploring um, narratives from other communities of color like it just it, i i feel like it just makes us better people yeah, <laughs> um just straight up. yeah so that was my 20 minute segment of a response um would love to hear what you <laughs> think friend.
1: <laughs> um, basically i'm i'm mostly gonna echo what you said it's just starting from the top your first point about empathy um mm-hmm. for us and I think, well, I'm saying us. I think you'll agree. But empathy is, is about imagination. People think it's mm-hmm. about feeling. Um, and that's true in a sense. But your feelings can deceive you. And, and you want to know why? Because mm-hmm. we're taught an emotional schema in a white supremacist system. Um, and in a Western system. And so you're taught to Oof. feel towards other people and deny those feelings towards other people and Mm. so and you might think that's natural in fact one of the biggest deceptions is that we think that's natural empathy isn't your gut emotional response empathy is the imaginative Mm. ability to look at someone else and break down you know the the differences that you've been taught that really Mm -hmm. meet someone else's (laughs) objective that you might not even be aware of and really Mm -hmm. feel that person um really take that leap to stop being your individual self and to be, Mm. you know, in tune with the other person. And and that requires a strong level of humility. It requires a Mm. lot of humility, which is also Marcy's point. I think is that when we, what we want to do (laughs) is to be humble and to look at our fellow human being and understand that we're the same and that there's a narrative Mm. there and, 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 And more than there is that separates us, there is more that we're the same about. Humans across the board Mm -hmm. are the same. We're the same. Mm -hmm. And the differentiations we make are for a specific purpose, typically to the advantage Mm -hmm. of one and to the disadvantage of others. But in actuality, in actuality and truth, um, we're all part of a very uh, the same narrative of life. But the only way that we get to that point of true understanding is to recognize the deep differences and cultures and lives of other people and to not look Mm -hmm. at it from a place of, and I I think what irritates me to your point about, you know, why are we doing this as black people or what does it make, how does it make it different that we're two black kids (laughs) doing this? And I think it's because, (laughs) you know, there's a philosophy, there's a black philosophy that when you when you read you know like James Baldwin or Lord, Audrey Lord or Bell Hugs, when you read it, the point of the the point of the philosophy isn't to one up other people. And I, I mm. found a lot in common narratives of like, well, this group got this, and you're like, right? Why wouldn't that make you? You know, you're for, you you seem to take that to mean, well, this group got this, or this group suffered this. You, the, right. the next thought isn't it seems to be therefore I do not have to care about your thing because I'm hurting or, or I'm going to find something that makes me the victim too, so that I can negate your point. Whereas Mm -hmm. that's not, (laughs) that's not what black philosophy teaches. Black philosophy Mm -hmm. says, which is, I think a very human or very wonderful thought, which is that, Oh, that, that pain. I feel that pain. I, I, you have that pain. I know that pain. Oh my god, I know mm-hmm. that pain. Yo, that means you need a sandwich because you're probably going through it right now. Like, right. Like, <laughs> that means like you. Do you want to take a nap? Like I got pillows. You're gonna
0: BLT. Like right. are they and cheese. Like uh, me, who's also like I'm vegan. It's like yeah, I, I actually would love a bacon and cheese. <laughs> but
1: like, <laughs> you know, and so instead of moving to do the, to this place of like. I'm hurting and my hurts worse than yours and there's a scarcity Mm -hmm. of resources of who gets who gets anything for their pain. It's instead saying like, no, I I deeply feel you because your feelings are human, just Mm -hmm. like me. And your pain is my pain and your joy is my joy. And so, Mm -hmm. you, you know, all all my hurt informs me that other people are hurting, too. And if that, Mm. with that, like alchemic ability, I can imagine your you (laughs) as me, and in that there's love, you know, not to be like Mm. woo love, but like yeah, woo love.
0: (laughs) But yes, woo love, (laughs) like truly,
1: truly, because you know the the world is a terrifying, terrifying place, Um, Mm. and the only thing we have is each other, and and the only thing that's amazing about you know this whole existence is that we're we're here we're here with each other so that is why you read other and 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 to your last point sometimes you just don't know <laughs> like you just don't yeah. know other people's lives and why not learn about them like why right especially to your point about the colonization of our own minds and the narratives mm-hmm. and the lenses that we have and the biases that we hold um I don't want to have them.
0: <laughs> I, right. I
1: want to grow as a person. I want to imagine more. I want to know more. And I, if I read about other people, I, when I see these pages, you see a line and you're like, I know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. And since I know that, then any discriminatory thing someone's taught me about you becomes to, begins to fall apart. Because mm. that thing that you just said makes sense to me (laughs) and if that makes sense Mm -hmm. then everything else starts to make sense it's almost like a Rosetta stone of of understanding other people and um, so anyway that's that's we do it so basically the short of it is the spark notes to our long discussion is empathy (laughs) imagination humility and you guessed it
0: the listeners are like i am sick of this shit are y'all serious (laughs) love okay really oh
1: but there's actually a second part to this question because we're about to Mm -hmm. humble ourselves completely right now Mm
2: -hmm. here
1: you go how much of so in school we me and marcy have both been to school and now we're no longer in school but how Mm -hmm. much did you learn about native or first nation peoples in school Oh my
0: god. Um this response is going to be a lot shorter. Um Yep. I mean honestly I feel like this is an experience that a lot of people mm-hmm. can relate to but like not much if at all. Like yep. I mean it was kind of the narrative at least in like history and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we would do like fucking oh god like i'm just thinking back to like late 90s early 2000s and i'm like how do how, how do any of us find peace um no mm-hmm. like for like thanksgiving and shit you know it would be like this whole like we're gonna do this whole pilgrim like indian thing like that was kind of like the there was like this ritual that we would do yeah in like elementary school i remember in history class you know learning about you know like the trail of tears and stuff like that um and it was never it was always like that's like where the history ended like it was kind of like we were told like oh yes like they were indigenous people they were like forced off their land a lot of them were like yeah I mean literally genocide and then uh yeah I guess the civil war or something and I'm like what and like that was just sort of where that's like literally where it would end like we just like that was the only it, it was only in the framing of horrific violence colonization and genocide and then like there was a finality that was kind of like, well, and that's what happened to them. And it was kind of like, in a way to make it seem as though native or first nation people would just like ceased to exist. Um, and that's pretty much everything. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, like just keeping it in a stack. Like that's yeah. kind of all I really learned, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what about you?
1: It's, look, same. Okay. America is very, mm-hmm. very good at, a continued genocide and that isn't epistemological mm-hmm. they're like we knew it we knew she was, was going to
0: coming we knew it
1: but it's important it's important because there's a mm-hmm. lot of ways to destroy a culture and one of them is perpetu- perpetuating a narrative that is a falsehood and the falsehood mm-hmm. that we've been taught about indigenous people of america is one there isn't one group of people okay this whole The Americas in its entirety its made up of multiple different groups of people that span a lot of the borders that we artificially Mm -hmm. created after the fact. You know, it's a whole millennia of history (laughs) that that the U.S. for its own and, and Canada, the U.S. and Canada for its own social gain has continuously tried to erase. Two you mm-hmm. they're failing because you know, the indigenous people and that's the other thing we don't talk about in the u.s history is the um indigenous civil rights movements that many people have done throughout the years to reclaim you know native american history mm-hmm. and lives and stories and advocate for themselves against the government and none of that is <laughs> you know they talk mm-hmm. about the 60s that's completely erased from the narrative as well and it's it's the first time I really took a class on Native American history was in college, um, my sophomore mm-hmm. year of college. And my teacher very astutely pointed out, he was basically like, choose one group of people. I ended up choosing the the Lenape Indians mm-hmm. to study and just learn the history of. Because, and the more I learned the history of one group of people, of course, I have, I'm West African, I have my own tribe. So I know one group of people has enough stories and myths and cultures and you know social dynamics to fill Mm -hmm. a history book (laughs) but to Mm -hmm. so the fact that we and the inter the interactions between different groups different tribes enough Mm -hmm. to take a whole course on so the fact that we minimize the native american experience to just in a monolithic experience (laughs) is Mm -hmm. deeply deeply disturbing and i just wanted to put that out there so, I also wanted to throw out some, and by the way, like this is a continuation. I know this has kind of been in the news more recently, but this is a continuation of, of those kind of reform schools. It, I want to mm. point out very specifically that Canada and the US have actively tried to erase the history of indigenous people through forced adoptions mm-hmm. through these reform schools where people couldn't speak their own language they could they had to cut their hair mm-hmm. there was multiple amounts of physical and sexual abuse forced um conversion into different religions all under the guise of mm-hmm. quote-unquote civilization i mean and people obviously are advocating for this now and asking for reparations now and asking for apologies and forcing the government to to, to be honest about its Terrible behavior. By the way, this story takes place in Alberta. The last reform school in Alberta closed in nineteen ninety six. Oh my! Nineteen ninety six. Yep. So that ran from the late nineteenth oh century my God. to
0: 1996. nineteen ninety six. Nineteen. I like can't even
1: say it. Are you? S- yeah. Me. That was like twenty five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> we were literally alive. Like.
0: Jesus. So
1: just remember, past is never past, and you know that. That's why we do this. This is part of the reason we do this. Also, I I just want to focus on this for one second to say we really have to think why we're not learning this history, and I think we need Mm -hmm. to make a concerted effort to learn more because this isn't the history of no one. (laughs) This is history Mm -hmm. of people. (laughs) This is history, and we can't just erase a whole group of people and think you to have the arrogance to think we don't need to know and, and mm-hmm. it, it is disturbing. And we need to be really careful ab- about that because I think this is one of the biggest erasures in America and it, 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 in the, the Americas in general. And it really worries mm-hmm. me. So, okay. One podcast is the secret life of Canada, which basically talks about a plethora of things, but it focuses on, um, first nation people in Canada and their rights. And then uh, media indigna indigna, indigena
0: media indigena indigena is like how you say indigenous in spanish i don't know if it's like
1: oh that might be it oh my god well i'm fucking it up media com, and they have a lot of cool episodes (laughs) as well oh my god look at us just being ignorant on the podcast but no we we're coming from a place of humility and and wanting to know more and 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 kind of just uplift these stories. So we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep going through and get excited because we're about to do a summary of this book. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all in a second.
0: Yes, yeah, See you all in a bit. back yeah (laughs) so (laughs) so now i guess we'll get into part one of the summary before we hop in very similar to just above my head just want to list some trigger warnings Mm -hmm. um for folks listening throughout part one there's a lot of just i mean as we learn about the main character's life there's a lot of you know sort of realities and mentioning of like childhood sexual abuse sort of like familial physical abuse sexual violence some sort of like colonial indoctrination Mm -hmm. abandonment psychiatric hospitals as well as um being unhoused so just wanted to list those things out i would say they are fairly prevalent throughout so yeah we'll try to handle this with care also i just want to say that like as far as just like this, like the, the time piece, I know we kind of mentioned this in like the, the, the conversation, but like this book is extremely not linear non-linear. non-linear yes. So like this, this is, is our interpret, mm-hmm. listen, yeah. so we, this is the okay. narrative that we are spinning open to corrections. Mm-hmm. If anyone's like, whew, not, that wasn't, I don't know why y'all said that. It's like, okay, great. Love, <laughs> we'd love to hear it. These color pages at gmail.com, period. Fags. Okay. Let's start. <clears throat> So, yes, like I mentioned, the story is not linear and it basically follows our main protagonist, whose name is Bernice Me Too's, nicknamed Birdie. Now, Bernice is originally from the Little Loon First Nation in northern Alberta. So we kind of see just, you know, from a, a series of uh, flashbacks and different things that she spends a lot of her childhood kind of hidden in her room underneath the stairs. Um, she spends a lot of time just like really immersing herself in mm-hmm. books and in her imagination, just trying to escape the reality of her family around her. So for context, uh, Bert, Bertie lived with her mother and kind of like on and off with like, I guess her cousin and one of her aunts, but sort of had like a yeah, tenuous relationship with, with a bunch of different yes. family members that we'll kind of we'll kind of get into. Now, as Birdie gets a little bit older, she lives. She leaves Little Loon, and she finds that she can kind of enter sort of like a like a like a disassociative mm-hmm. state um, called shifting, where basically she kind of just like becomes invisible, sort of just travels non-linearly throughout her her own memories. The descriptions of like how she shifts and sort of the the like the I guess liminal spaces in which she is shifting and kind of almost like these uh resting points in between is really really Mm -hmm. interesting highly encourage folks to read just for those alone but um so we kind of see that this this is something that she that she can do. Now the actual like literal like okay on page one, the, so the story actually <laughs> <laughs> begins. And they're like, wait, so what the fuck was all that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah I was just setting context. Anyway, so the story actually basically begins with a prologue um, that's basically told from uh, Birdie's mother's perspective. Her name is Maggie, and then from the from the flashback, we basically are seeing um, like a little experience where, where that Maggie had when she was pregnant with uh, with Birdie at the time. And so after that, the story shifts into sort of Birdie's perspective. Um, so at this point, she's. And there's a bunch of shit that happens before this, but mm-hmm. this is the thing that we're introduced to. She, it's she arrives like the book to. the
1: starts in medias res. So it's like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff has happened before this. We don't really know if a bunch of stuff is going to happen after this, but we do know that we're definitely True. in the middle of things happening.
0: Exactly. <laughs> We are neither at the beginning nor the end of the things taking place. We are most uh, middle. It's very it's giving middle. We might Um, be three fourths of the way
1: in. We we might be on page. Honestly, we could be on page seventy of a seventy one page book, and we just don't.
0: (laughs) 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 But we are certainly not on page seventy one. Almost for certain, we are not on page seventy one. I can tell you that we are in nobody's acknowledgments I'm dead. Uh, So you know. (laughs) um so yeah so now we're switching to i guess more so like um more more the recent past of of birdie's Mm -hmm. life so at this point she's arrived to gibson's british columbia after years of drifting and is essentially on a a, a pilgrimage um Mm -hmm. to a place where um so there's a show called the beachcombers um that which have you birdie
1: have you what's that did you i've never
0: is this a real show
1: it must be right like that's that would be kind of Right? Let's look it up.
0: I mean, me not doing research before recording is like I mean, there's a pattern. So, I don't know. I huh. I assume that it was just like made up for the book, but like it might be an existing
1: 1972 to 1990. Huh. Look. Wait, <laughs> 1972
0: to 1990.
1: Yeah. That's God
0: funny. damn 18 years. Mhm.
1: Man, you Shit. really you really think anything that happened before your birth never occurred. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a read
1: um. <laughs> of like, no, me, too. Like, you'll be like, Was the Hubble s- space scope like put into the space? Like, I don't know, it happened in 19. Right? Like,
0: I i mean, I wasn't there. I mean, I don't know. I feel like all like, all y'all lying. Everyone was like, Okay, so everybody, the world came together to lie to your ass. Okay, girl. Can anyway, you imagine you're so, born like, in, like
1: 2012, you're telling them things from 2008, and they're like, I don't know, maybe it didn't happen though. And you're like, Okay. <laughs>
0: Obama was only president once. It's like, okay, (laughs) uh, relax. (laughs) Like, I can't. Um, Well, damn, I guess that was a real show. Anyway, um, Birdie, clearly not us, but Birdie (laughs) went up for this shit. She was like, oh, the Beachcombers is forever the tea. Mm. And so in particular in her bag in gibson's british columbia um she used to carry these like these um i guess like decades old clippings of uh pat john who's basically like an actor from the show Mm -hmm. who she describes as quote a healthy working indian man and she's like just very infatuated with pat john now i i think more so than being like I mean, I think to some degree, yes, she is infatuated with Pat John, Mm -hmm. but I think Pat John also represents more so a sense of home for her um, when when home, this idea kind of feels more elusive throughout her life for reasons that we will get into.
1: And probably, you know, you know, like in a... a, um they're Canadian, so you can't have an American dream. But, you know, like a, a perfect life, mm-hmm. your, quote unquote, white right. picket fence, but like for your community, right? Like she was mm-hmm. like, what if my home life was like, was like Pat John? Like maybe, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like not just yeah. a home that doesn't exist, but like a, an imaginative home. Like when you have family struggles, you look at something and you're like, this would be us if we were okay. And I think that's what mm-hmm. she's looking for in this beachcombers show that we've never seen yeah (laughs)
0: that we i literally thought was not real um (laughs) listen to akko correct yes um 300 (laughs) points now at this point (laughs) not 295 300 so anyway so so birdie you know she's in uh gibson's whatever So while she's there with her whole Pat John thing, she actually starts working at a bakery that's owned Mm by um, a woman named Lola, who's like, she's like 62 years old. She's like this white Canadian woman who's like... She's like really nice, but also like kind of racist. And by kind of racist, I just mean like she just is, is racist. racist. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's interesting because, like, as a, as someone from like the like the U.S. South, like I definitely I'm like, oh, I, I know. Oh, we mm. know a Lola. Oh, we know a mm. Lola. Nice as hell. You're like, oh my god, Lola is just so. And then just <laughs> will say some shit where you're like, oh. So I'm just really conflicted. Like I right. don't really know what to do with you. Like where do I place you anyway? You're like so, oh, I would Clutch my pearls if I had any pearls. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But like you, you're the one who are wearing pearls right now, and I, I still like them. But like, oh, no, right. I'm right. Anyway, anyway. So Lola just. I we we want to root, but uh, yikes the racism. We it's a chop. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So after she starts working with with Lola, you know she she gets some news about her mother's death from her cousin Frida, and after this, like she kind of like becomes really grief stricken she tries to like just you know cope with the grief Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of just like you know kind of more chaotic drinking patterns you know she's having a lot of like uh these sexual interactions that like aren't the safest like just you know try like just Mm -hmm. trying to numb the pain of the loss and the trauma of her youth just like trying to cope with like yeah just these, these different um mechanisms and so soon however after this you know her Like disassociation, her drifting really starts happening again, and she finds herself more and more outside of her body to the point where it's taking over her life most of the time. Like she's mostly in this type of state.
1: Yeah. Yes, Marthy did a great job with this first half. Really. Thanks. (laughs) I feel like um, you know, you set it up for the assists with like um, sports, 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 sports. Okay. Yeah.
0: i was like ah yes it says yes, the sports and it's like there's you know there's more than one sport sport is not a singular like there's like a lot of things okay
1: we're like yes that Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that one
0: correct yes <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so birdie um is like y- y'all are are y'all part of this whole thing or are you two just like you know making commentary on the side and we're like oh we're not really here um we're actually two listeners who make a podcast in a completely different time space. Have you heard of 2022? <laughs> and she's like, I'm, I'm actually doing my own thing right now. So if you guys could just like kindly just move to the side. And we're like, yeah, 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 we'll let you do it. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know,
0: truly for the first time, usually when we hop into the stories and like the characters are like, what the fuck is going on? Somehow when I was in Birdie, I was like... I don't know, Birdie. I actually don't know if I'm in the story. <laughs> like, I genuinely <laughs> yeah. am. Un- it's actually unclear. Like, I'm looking at my room. All I'm seeing is Birdie by Tracy Lindbergh. You know what I mean? Like, it just really took over. So, honestly, that's yeah. Honestly, I don't know, sis.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> are, we, are, are we in Birdie or is Birdie just in our lives? Anyway, okay, so. Am, am I too? Ir- <laughs> am
0: I? Yes. Are we? Am in I, I too the to- words on the page? Like, shit. Who <laughs> chow Yeah, it
1: was a whole, like, existential. Like, if we were like, you don't really need shrooms because we're just experiencing. <laughs> the existential crisis right here. Okay, here we go.
0: I'd sue a birdie, like, <laughs> for real.
1: So, basically, birdie gets to the point with her... <laughs> get to the point with her shifting class disassociation, where she basically just goes to bed and for the rest of the book Mm birdie's actually in bed with frida lola Mm -hmm. and her aunt val watching over her as she kind of travels through her memories to heal her past trauma and just to give some insight on on the author like the author's whole point of this book is healing and reconciliation it's like ako how do you know Mm. that did you already get to the end no i've read an article on it because i also wanted to get my bearings for the reader but Mm. So we don't actually know that that's what she's doing right now, but we know because I was telling you. So the -hmm. book deals with a number of Bernie's kind of past traumas first. Okay. And here we go. Here's the trigger warning everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay, do, 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 you know, like actually skip. So then her uncle Mm -hmm. Larry actually molested her when she was younger and her uncle Larry is her mother's brother. And also there's a dynamic Mm -hmm. here. And I mean, I think we, we all understand unhealthy family dynamics and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and this one it looks like larry and all the men have more of the money um, mm-hmm. and the women have less less of the money um so there's a power differentiation there so s- mm-hmm. starting with that and part of that actually is part of the reason for her disassociation and i think a lot of people who've experienced youth trauma in their youth one common like coping mechanism is disassociation so you Mm. that happened that kind of starts it off and then she also struggles with self-esteem and has body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. so we also learn about her strained relationship with her older cousin frida who she both seems to rely on love but also perhaps projects her insecurities on so frida is a bit Mm. skinnier and smaller and i believe that birdie is also mixed as well and so Yeah. She has a feeling of being an outsider and gets this feeling that Frida Mm -hmm. more belongs. But also underlying all this is a deep understanding from all of them that whatever kind of disagreements they have between each other, to be frank, like (laughs) the network of women is the only one they really have to rely on. Um, And so you see Frida taking care of It's So it's complicated. I think everyone who's been in this sort of situation understands the complexity of both loving and dearly needing people and and caring about them, but also having sort of um, a strained relationship. So Mm
2: -hmm. we
1: also learned that Bernice's mother left her when she was a teenager, leaving her in the care of her aunt. And during that mm-hmm. time, she goes to this very white school that she describes as, as lonely. And you see here, again, sort of those hints of disassociation and feeling invisible. She mentions that, you know, when she left the house, the only person who talked to her is Frida. And there's actually right. a point where they're talking where, you know, the, 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 the adults at the school are very mean. Like, they, they want this bag, a medicine bag that she has, and they're, like, very rude and angry about it. And she's kind of flashing back to the stories. This is why I mentioned these reform schools earlier, of of her, her grandmother and her mother kind of reminding her, like, don't let them take your bag. Like remember they used to like not let us speak our language. They used to forcibly cut her hair. Like she's 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 in the space that's has a history of trauma, um, and is is he's forced to sort of be in it? But also is mm-hmm. yeah, I totally feel <laughs> some of these feelings. So I, I this part really resonated with me. But she ends up running home and like <laughs> like terrified, and luckily her aunt shows up. And after she tells her what happened, her aunt basically goes mm-hmm. to the school with a lot of choice motherfucking words for the, the teachers. Oh yeah, um,
0: <laughs> them teachers did not say shit after that. Yep
1: yep yep yep. <laughs> so So the family has like very little money to pay for for various things. And like Bernice being with Auntie Val and her her mom being they've basically lost touch touch with her mom is putting an extra strain Mm -hmm. on on the family. And of course, no one's saying it out loud, but kind of saying it and it comes up with um, Bernice needing you know, another uniform for school, and they end up having to call her uncle, Uncle Larry, who also mm-hmm. molested her, and like need yeah. money. There's also this implication that th- that's they the, the uncles did something <laughs> to her mom, or they owe her something, or there's something. There's definitely mm-hmm. similar to mapping the interior, and um, they come in all colors. There's something that no one's talking about <laughs> that mm-hmm. we're also not aware of, but eventually. Auntie Val kind of goes away or something for a few days or is gone. I can't, I I don't know. She
0: would be gone for like, she was gone for like a week and a half. And I think she would, yeah, she would just leave for like days on end. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So eventually social services is called and she's put in foster care, which they talk about for like a blip of a moment before she runs away and is unhoused. And she's unhoused for a number of years, I would say. Yeah, And then in the last chapter of the first half which we read up to chapter six if anyone wants to know well we read through chapter six up to chapter seven yeah (laughs) someone calls the fire department on her and she ends up in a mental health institution yeah
0: i yes i think i have that right i think that's the i think that's definitely yes that definitely is the order yes <laughs> cool yes mm-hmm. um, say, say mm-hmm. it with your chest marks yes mm-hmm. that's correct look
1: y'all the story really <laughs> is it's, and we love well I love non-linear things but even for me it took me a second to like get my bearings on this not in a bad way it's not necessarily a criticism but you know what Akko mm-hmm. you know would be a good time to tell people what you thought about the book in the discussion section which it's not <laughs> all right
0: we'll see you soon <laughs> see you on a bit <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> so. Oh, I, uh, you, are, so we're just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone's like, God damn it, what is happening? Um,
1: oh, man, sorry. I was like, uh, yes. I think I was waiting for another part. And you're like, no, the sentence is over, Akko. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: period of the sentence is looking back at you, like, "Right, oh sis, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm already in my Uber, like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm like, done." Um, so, like,
1: oh man, you know when you like reading something and you like read it. And you forget, like there was a period there. You like read over it. And You're like, wow, I just changed the whole tone of that sentence. And you're like, well, right, yeah, you know. Anyway, so thoughts and feelings. Okay, speaking of structure of sentences, <laughs> ha ha. Oh, look at that. Listen there. <laughs> no, but
0: they're like, okay, they're like, I guess, sure, <laughs> we'll, we'll, take we'll count that as a transition. <laughs> we'll take it uh, seven. Like, <laughs> I'm
1: dead. you know, I was like, anyway, okay, let me not go into another tangent. I was gonna, <laughs> so what I really. <laughs> what i really like about just the structure of this book each chapter mm-hmm. kind of starts with a cree word and this mm-hmm. in an italics like kind of a description of of the word and the sort of poetic phrasing about things and then mm-hmm. what is really kind of the author to do for for us who don't speak cree is is she tells us what the words mean um mm-hmm which is really cool, and I I really liked that, and I appreciated it. That's kind of how each chapter starts. And it's told Mm -hmm. in a stream of consciousness, I would say is the best way to describe this book, in a kind of Mm -hmm. ethereal dream-like state. It was actually really interesting when I started reading it. I don't know. I think I got like two pages in, and I was like, this was before anything happened. I was like, hmm, this person's disassociating. And I was like... Oh, wow. Yeah, because the reason... Mm -hmm. So for anyone who does disassociate... (laughs) it's really funny there was this like gif on the internet or i don't know it was something someone wrote that was like you're saying like someone who disassociates here's what like the definition of disassociation and goes oh so that's that thing and then like goes back to playing video games so (laughs) 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 i (laughs) have like it's it's one of those things that like um if it happens to you you're like doesn't everyone do that yeah so so it's written like when the dreamy etherealness it is partially just kind of dreaming ethereal but part of it is written kind of the way you with that sort of um lack of tactile unreal feeling that you get when you're Mm disassociating, and i i think i think the author writes it really well and i think the author writes it i i I really appreciated it because i don't actually see Mm -hmm. that many books that are written with that um Mm-hmm. They, they just don't exist you know and and for someone who, mm-hmm. who experiences it it was actually really i don't know it, it was really mm-hmm. appreciated so that i really liked about the book i think too it's it, oh and her deadpan response to things it's, how do so when we were reading just above my head i and when i read when we read um grace of kings and all these other books i i, I made this very specific mm-hmm. point about my irritation about talking about Women and violence against woman, but not from a woman's perspective. I think this was mostly, mm-hmm. mostly stated and just above my head. And and this is what I was talking mm-hmm. about because Bernice deals with sexual violence, deals with um, honestly just vi- violence from in her community and outside, and and that intersection mm-hmm. of. I, as a black person, it's you are, I don't know what you would call that in other groups, right? But you get mm-hmm. the sexism of your group and then you get the mixture of racism and sexism from outside of your group. And to hear mm-hmm. that said from her perspective and and how the existential existence that you have as someone who experiences those things and is going through the world as com- as a mm-hmm. complex person with deep, you know, intellectual thoughts and feelings that may, mm-hmm. that society may not see. This is kind of what I, this is what I mean. And I really, really am happy that this book exists for that reason. Because it's from mm-hmm. her perspective. And I think we flatten people who have experienced sexual violence. Um, mm-hmm. Victims, survivors, warriors, all these names mm-hmm. that don't really, that don't really do anything. <laughs> You know they do things, Mm. but they do things. Don't get me wrong, but but people, right? At at the end of the day, at the beginning, at the end, middle, at high noon, it's people we're talking about. People with complex Mm. emotions and and feelings, and what the what? How do I explain this? What happens to you has to be reckoned with. However, you are going to reckon with it, and that's an experience. And when you just I think the narrative doesn't talk about the experience and this Mm -hmm. book talks about the experience so that you have to feel it. And, and the thing about it is it, it's not, it's not a linear one. (laughs) You know, you have a lot of Mm -hmm. survivors talk about this. It's not a linear experience. It's, it's, it's here and it's there and it's everywhere and it's so many things. So I I love that. I really, I really think it's brilliant in that way. Um, I think of, if you sit with the book a little bit it's difficult and if you want to use our episode as a spark note you can but Mm -hmm. it's best to read it and experience it um -hmm. yeah so anyway those were my first initial thoughts what about you marcy
0: i i love that there's so much there's so much there um you know I, i i love what you're talking about as far as like the sexual violence piece um there was a passage that really kind of called out to me when, um, like so, when she started working at the bakery, when um Bernice started working at the bakery, like there it was like early in the book, like she was she was like cutting something, and like she had this thought of like you know when she was thinking about her uncle Larry, she was like you know, what would have happened if like, you know, I had this knife back then, like, you know, mm. how, how would things have shifted? And then, you know, she was like, oh, better that I not, you know, dwell on this too much. But every night she still sleeps with like, I'm not sure if it's that same knife, but it's a similar knife, like underneath her pillow. And I'm not sure if that's in response to like, what happened to her or like just other incidents that took place after but like, just I I feel like, to your point around the way in which the violence that birdie experiences you you kind of see it, it, it you can tell there was a lot of intention and thought around the crafting of her character and to also communicate just through how like you know her thought patterns how she shows up that this is still something that like is going like like she's still working through like mm-hmm. she's still trying to to understand she's still trying to to navigate like and i definitely basically i'm agreeing with you i'm like i appreciate the fact that like there's a lot of care going into it and that it's not just like oh like this is a traumatic thing that happened but then otherwise the character is just sort of like whatever but like you actually see the the impact of this on and on how she shows up and like there's um yeah there's just there's just a care that's kind of brought in into that right. but um
1: but without like denying her humanity you know like exactly without flattening it, it that's mm-hmm. i you know it's sorry i'm this book th- there should be more books like this but there are so few <laughs> like this mm-hmm. it's, it's frustrating okay back to you sorry
0: yeah no you're good you're good <laughs> but um but honestly you know when I think about my overall thoughts of this book this is I'm gonna just keep it a stack this book is hard to summarize mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's honestly it's frankly kind of difficult to kind of communicate how I feel about the book in that like it. It felt like, I mean, to your point around, you know, just this is a book that, you know, it's very nonlinear. You kind of have to take your time with it. You sort of just have to like sit with it. I feel like I was just like experiencing it. Like it it was one of those. It it felt honestly more immersive. Mm, And and I think this just speaks to the writing. It speaks to the happenings of the book. But it felt like I'm just kind of like observing this person's journey and it almost felt like it's not really my place to really judge where it goes mm. you know what i mean like it, it felt more real in that sense like you know because otherwise it's like okay i'm reading a story and it's like okay like this is i'm me reading a story and having an opinion on this thing that is separate from me but when, when reading when i was reading this i was like oh yes okay Mm-hmm. like okay i'm seeing this memory okay i'm seeing this thing with frida yes. okay cool, cool cool you're talking about your mom like i just felt like i didn't really have it's like okay cool like i'm just observing like i'm just i'm here i'm sort of experiencing this Like, I mean, you obviously you're the one doing it, but I'm just sort of like kind of bearing witness to that story. In the same way that like, you know, if if someone were to tell me their life story, it's not my place to be like, eh, six out of ten. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's just like, Oh, like this is just your story. And so I feel like there was an immersion of the writing and like how this was put together that kind of made it so that like, ah, it's like, I like looked up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm at chapter seven. I guess I'm done. Yes. Um, I don't really know what to say for the show. You know, like I just, ex- <laughs> I just felt like I experienced this, this thing, which I think as I'm communicating that out loud, I'm like, oh yes, I think that speaks to, again, like, yeah, just the, the power of it. I will say it was really, I mean, everything about this book is so, to your point, like there's just so many like very like, unique and like very necessary messages in this book that mm-hmm. i feel like we typically aren't really being exposed to and like i i, I enjoy just like just kind of like being yeah in, in that stream of consciousness but also just seeing the ways in which like mental health was depicted something mm-hmm. that i thought was interesting and this this only really happened once but like there was a moment where like bernice was i think she was like uh, she it might have been present day but it might it also might have been recent past i honestly couldn't really tell y'all but basically there was a moment where like she did this like grounding thing where she was like okay what is it that i'm seeing i see this okay and then it was like okay like I, what what am i hearing i'm hearing this mm-hmm. like what am i feeling and then like one of the mo- one of the things that like she felt or saw or heard like led to a memory that like kind of went into like her past a little bit and i thought it was like really dope to both like combine i mean yeah flashbacks are a thing that happened yes sensory flashbacks take place in real life and like that's something that we see in literature too but it was also like in the midst of a grounding therapeutic yeah. technique. So it was like, it's like small things like that, where you really see in which the ways in which like her past and like, you know, kind of being in like, you know, this psychiatric hospital and all these different things impact the way that she's moving through the world mm-hmm. and also impacts the way that she kind of recollects her own life. And like, I just, the, like things like that, I just felt were so, I don't know, just like, just, I don't want to say cool. Cause it's like, Oh, that was so cool. Like, like, bitch what? But, like it's just like, it just, it felt very like, very intentional very um you see there's a lot of detail in this that that i feel like just is depicted super super well yeah. um so yeah i'm rambling but like you know <laughs> no, no. like tldr it's i fucks with it but yeah it's just it it, it feels different from like yeah. truly anything i've ever read not even just on the show but just anything i've ever it's read. True. read like period <laughs> so so yeah
1: i really i like I like. I think cool. First of all, is a fine way to describe it. It, it was really cool. Yeah, like, it, it, yeah, but it, because it was a positive thing that was mm-hmm. like novel that you were like, I value this highly. Instead of saying all those mm-hmm. words, it was cool.
0: <laughs> right. True. <laughs> Fair enough. But um,
1: what was I gonna say? Oh, about the grounding thing. I, yeah, another thing I liked about the book is so when I okay here we go when i started to go to therapy to like be like hey this is this association thing apparently is like not like a thing that you just you have to you know it's not just like a th- you could well anyway so what mm. you learn is to you know this sort of somatic kind of in a way that other people take for granted this sort of somatic connection with your body and feelings mm. so, come of like a sensation and and so that was really poignant for me because i was like hey you know i and, and so what happens afterwards is, or for me what happened what happens is sometimes the way i describe emotions for other people you're like wow you really thought about that emotion and you're like well sometimes when you're not in reality <laughs> you have to really mm. think about emotion <laughs> um to you sort of you know you, you have a different relationship with emotions sometimes um which sometimes can be really insightful, and and so I, I really appreciated that in this in this book too. Again, it's it's not some, something. Sometimes I'm actually a little self conscious about. So to see someone have a similar response was really really cool for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I agree. It's 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 the book is. I really like what you said about yeah. You it's almost like again it is kind of like Marcy and me like jumping into the story, but like this time we just like sit there and are like. We're just here for as long as you let us be here, and we're, we're you know it's almost like it's not a yeah. it's not a movie, but it's it's almost like you're right accompanying her. Like it's almost like in a weird way, like maybe you're her knapsack, or like you're like mm. uh, the picture in her bag. Like it feels like you're just. Mm. With her, from her perspective, right. in her head, with her, but not her, right? And it's really dope. Actually, they're advocating to have it taught in schools. I, th- I think, I think it's worth that a lot, really. And you know, the author again, she's really trying to give voice to, you know, First Nation people, w- woman in particular, b- mm-hmm. because and and <laughs> this is a really hard thing as you know, woman or femme person in a minority group because. There's there's the violence in the group, right? And there's the violence. Mm-hmm. So like there's this guy, Al or Art. Or it's hilarious because as Marcy pointed out in in the notes <laughs> that like she's like I don't know his name could be either or. <laughs> truly
0: <Literally. laughs> right? So literally calls him Art slash Al question mark. Literally every time he comes up, it's like Art um, Al. It's like, <laughs> it's what? like Even I don't really
1: remember. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, yeah. Because so there's a there's a struggle here of of, of wanting to, you know, like t- to address the unhealthy things in your group, as, as well as mm-hmm. a- and to acknowledge the colonialism and the oppression that's caused that. And then also just to, to just acknowledge the colonialism of oppression outside of that, you know what I mean? And it's your, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's almost like you're, I think Julia feels the same way and, and just above our head. It, a lot of mm-hmm. women in minority groups feel this, this tension in it. Um. So, so I feel like the author is trying to give that voice where there hasn't been. and and that eraser. Um. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, so the character is pretty nonverbal throughout the whole book. Mm-hmm. Um, what was really cool about it is there was a lot of like descriptions of communication that were like not verbal descriptions.
0: Oh yes. That were really correct.
1: cool. Correct. Um mm-hmm. they're really cool. There we go again. But yeah, they were really <laughs> <laughs> Nuanced and exciting.
0: Okay, I, I, it's no shade against the word "cool," but I was—I just felt like when I was I'm like, I'm like, i feel like—I'm like—I feel like there might be a more descriptive way to describe what I'm talking about. But the word "cool" is fine. Cool can stay. Shantae, cool you stay.
1: Thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was really uh, nuanced, and um, you know what it is, you know what it is, Marcy. What is it, Akko and Marcy? Now that you're almost at the end of the episode, <laughs> 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 it, it's taking the book does something that's really difficult and and to do as an author which is to take the ethereal and the liminal and the hard to say you know how there's so much about existing and speaking and being that's kind Mm. of subtle and hard to put a finger on
2: Mm. and the author
1: you know to her credit and this is why this is you know she's a lawyer- you know how Picasso could paint really realistic paintings but decided to paint abstract anyway that's her and her writing mm-hmm. style like this woman could clearly mm-hmm. write a linear story that described things on like uh, like as it could be described, but she she doesn't want to do that. She wants to describe something more subtle, something harder to hold, something more mm-hmm. ethereal and so to do that the the way she does it is to write in a nonlinear ethereal very feeling way kind of like the same thing with mapping the, mm. inter- the interior interior de- 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 mapping the interior it's not about mm-hmm. what happens it's about what it meant it's about how it feels right it's about the experience mm-hmm. and and this style is very non non you know um majority culture it- anyway so look at me and Marcy just <laughs> <laughs> trying to explain the book i think we really anyway i i really like this book i like it a lot and i'm same i'm hoping hopefully at the end we'll have like a more you know concrete oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're like feelings feelings but but seriously we, we hope we yeah hopefully when we get to we're, the journey's only halfway way over i think we're just in it for the ride is really what we're
0: <laughs> that's literally that i mean that's basically if, tldr we're just kind of in, it for, in ride, it for the ride and yeah certainly and i agree and i just think that it's there's something really special about this character about this book and there's also just something really special about birdie like just mm-hmm. like i don't know just just seeing her monologue seeing how she how she communicates like there's such a it's I don't know. There's, I, I feel like it's one of those. Like reading this, I'm just like, I'm just, you know what? I'm here. I'm. I, I mean, I'm, I would yeah. be like, do you need anything? But it's like that would imply that I have influence in the story, which I don't. Um, <laughs> but like it's just like, I'm just, I'm just here, and I don't know. It's also interesting, I will say, to read, to read a character that in both, is in so many ways very isolated and so, and, and sort of an outcast in a lot mm-hmm. of the environments that she's in. But also to see to your point earlier just kind of like the the relationships that she does really value and the people that are kind of closest to her and care for her like it's, it's interesting to see someone in that space but mm-hmm. also still more more so teetering on the side of isolation and and, and things of that nature when yeah. otherwise I feel like we I mean a lot of what we read is like you know we see people sort of in community with their family. like you know mm-hmm. there's like that, there's like that kind of base like oh like i have like a little 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 group or whatever but like with her it's kind of like i mean yes she has that group but it's also really complicated and Mm -hmm. like also kind of causes in itself a lot of trauma and isolation but like and so she does in a lot of ways experience you know like being an outcast especially with people seeing her dissociate in public and like being rude as shit as they respond to that um but also just seeing the ways in which, I mean, I'm sure it, like, bothers her. But, like, you know, in, in the narration, it just seems like that's not really what's most important. Like, it's, like, what's more important is, like, this journey and mm-hmm. healing and and not worrying about sort of the social... Yes. I mean, actually, I want to be careful how I say this. Like, I don't want to, like, center, like, a I guess, like, a neurotypical ideology here. But I guess kind of, you know overly burdening oneself with, like, social niceties and, and and like, I don't know, like...
1: Or feeling that, like... Adhering
0: more so to that code when it's, like, that's not really what's important yeah. right now.
1: Or, you know, and, and what's really cool, you're right, deep, deep down in her is a sense of self. A deep yeah. sense of self of who... That's...
0: Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: so while the world may tell her, like, you know, basically does, and not so many or so mm-hmm. many words, like, the way you interact with it is odd and off. She's like, mm-hmm. mm, but it is the way I interact with it. So it can't be that off. Mm-hmm. And it can't be that off. Which is true. You know, human populations are a multitude. And I think that you're right. That was very comforting. It, it, you know, um, I, I also think, y- you know, I just realized, y- y- sh- you know, Butterfly Soup. Um, the vi- of course. <laughs> the game you read, played, sorry, with um and mm-hmm. boba. Um, the whole point, right, is that when a butterfly is in a the cocoon, they like turn into a liquid, mm-hmm. and all, and then they come out again as a as a butterfly. A- and I think Birdie is doing a kind of a butterfly cocoon situation here. And in it, mm. her thoughts and her memories become kind of a soup. Um, right, they're all yeah. there. They they exist in like a non-linear puddle of human experience and nerve endings. Mm -hmm. And I I think it makes sense because she keeps saying in the book that she's changed, you know, she's like, and I've changed Mm -hmm. and, and you, and this maybe might be a question for next time, but you know, what does it mean to change and what does that feel like? And what is that process? You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about Phoenix rising from the ashes, new leaves, Mm -hmm. but the process of changing of, of in this story, it sounds like healing or reconciling your past with your present Mm -hmm. yeah it's one that takes an emotional toll and it's one that we typically as humans don't really do (laughs) we're like just keep going Mm -hmm. don't think (laughs) Um, right so anyway i i dig this book did you have any more thoughts marcy um no. <laughs> yeah we'll come back at you in part two we'll see what's up all right so if you have other yeah. thoughts and feelings or you're like yo it's like
0: what the fuck
1: <laughs> no we i know we sound like we're a little in the sky but it's almost like we've internalized the book a little bit because the book is mm. we, we can't really i mean we really can't explain the book better than if you just read it let's to be frank like, Ex-
0: like honestly like truly yeah. like i mean yeah like
1: mule so. bone you don't have to read mule bone we were like already told you that. <laughs>
0: One, Please don't read mule boat yeah. Oh the my god! The wedding you aren't
1: read That it's fine. Yeah,
0: don't I mean, don't do it. But, Just, but yeah, chop both of them.
1: But like this one, you <laughs> you you wouldn't know it until you until you read it. So. Anyway, if you think that that's kind of like, mm, I don't know if I buy that answer, Akko. <laughs> I think y'all just took mm-hmm. a break episode and now you're just doing whatever you want. Okay, well, you know what? Twitter, at The color Pages, that's where you can find <laughs> us. Oh. <laughs> Instagram, at These color Pages. You know, if you have want to add a criticism and add a picture to the criticism, you can do that too. Email TheseColorPages at gmail.com. And by the way, we got a website, thesecolorpages.com. It's updated now if you want to see our episodes on there. Mm-hmm. Look at that.
0: T- per. <laughs> yes, very much updated, very much that. And yes, of course, if this show brought you any love, light, delight, mm, yes, because this is what actually just poetry just just the beauty of poetry then please feel free to leave us some love wherever you're listening to this podcast that could be an apple podcast moment spotify moment stitcher moment um pocket cast whatever you are doing whatever you are on right now comment rating review we always appreciate it we love to see it also if you enjoyed this episode and you know there's just someone in your life where you're like you know what what you need right now um People soup? Then, like, yes, whatever you got from this episode, just like, just send them the episode, and then just you know, maybe, maybe go to your local bookstore and purchase this book. Um, go to your local library, check out this book, Mm -hmm. find the audiobook somewhere, and just enjoy it with us because that will actually help our community to grow. Look at talk about change. Look at change. We actually offering an actually helpful next step that would actually help to support our community instead of telling you to like dive into the deepest oceans. um, <laughs> um, go to Antarctica, play with a penguin, you know, whatever else. I mean, that also, we love that. Mm. We love that, too. Anywho, next time, all we're going to be doing is basically just finishing um, part two and getting to the rest of Birdie by Tracy Lindberg. But, Buzz, yes. between now and then, Aqua, is there anything else we should leave our listeners with before we head out?
1: No, just until we meet again, remember to stay comfortable Colorful. colorful.